My name's John Redmond from First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, and I want to thank you for joining us today on Peace by Believing. And I want to say, if you are ever in the Houston area, we would love to have you worship with us at our church. We're located about uh, 30 minutes from downtown Houston. We're roughly halfway between Houston and Galveston, and we would love for you to be with us at First Baptist on a Sunday morning for one of our two services, or on Sunday night, or on Wednesday night. So if you're ever in the Houston area, keep that in mind. And if you ever get a chance to visit our website at www.fbp.org, that's FBP for First Baptist Pasadena, .org, there are some helpful resources there that might be a blessing to you, some things about our church, some sermons that you can listen to, and you can find out what's going on here and just pray for us as we try to reach our community for the Lord and also as we try to reach beyond our community uh, through the radio. And I just want to thank you today for being part of our radio audience. God, little by little, seems to just be opening doors for us to go into new markets and to have new opportunities. And I don't know where you might be today or what you might be going through in your life. But I do not believe that it's an accident that you have turned this radio program on at this time. I believe that uh, it's in the providence and plan of God that you are listening. And I'm just praying that some of the things that I will say today will be a blessing to you and that it will be an encouragement to you. And so if it's okay, I would like to just have a prayer for you today that God would speak to your heart through this broadcast. And Father, that's exactly what I want to do today at the very beginning of this program is lift up all of our listeners. And God, I know that some today are listening with heavy hearts. Some today, God, are listening and maybe they're not even sure that they're saved. God, others are listening today during a time of great sadness or difficulty in their life. Others, God, are facing decisions and they need wisdom. God, I'm sure there are some today who are, who are discouraged and maybe even depressed. And God, I just pray today that you would begin the process of lifting that cloud of depression and discouragement off of them. I pray today, God, as your word is taught, that you would just lift that burden and that you would give them a freedom and a peace and a joy in their heart that maybe they've not known in a long time. And so, God, I thank you for our listeners today, all across the country and even in Canada through Sirius. And I just pray today that you would be close to each one of them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, today's program is going to be a little bit different than what we normally do. Normally, at this point, we uh, rebroadcast a sermon that has been preached in our church and, and try to maybe edit that a little bit so it fits the uh, time restraints. But today, I don't want to edit an old sermon. What I want to do is just to talk to you from my heart about how God speaks to people who are going through dark seasons in their life. And I want to give you a little bit of a background for this so that it will, uh, so that it will make sense to you. I was reading not long ago in the Gospel of Luke and in chapter number 2. This is the passage of Scripture where, of course, Jesus was born. And as, as soon as Jesus had been born or shortly after his birth, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 8, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And so I want you to imagine shepherds in Bethlehem, 
2,000 years ago almost. And as they are there, they're working out in the, in the fields at nighttime. And in verse 9, it says, Behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And so in the, in the darkness of this night, seemingly out of nowhere, an angel appears to these shepherds and says, The Savior of the world has been born. And if we were to take time to read on, we read that the shepherds left the fields where they were that night. They went to the place in Bethlehem where Jesus was, and they saw, uh, they saw the Savior of the world. They saw baby Jesus lying in that manger. Now, when I read this not long ago, I saw something, and I thought about something that I never had really thought about before, and that is the angel spoke to the shepherds by night. While it was dark, remember back in Bible times, there was no electricity. And so when we say by night, it was really, really dark. And I began to think and I thought, you know, sometimes God speaks to us in the darkness of night. He speaks to us when we can't see everything that's going on. We don't understand everything that's going on. And we just would have to say, I'm in a dark season. The old theologians used to call it the dark night of the soul. And sometimes we have a night like that. And sometimes those nights last longer than eight or nine hours. Sometimes they last for weeks or months, or they can even last for years. That dark night of the soul where we feel alone, we feel confused, we feel isolated, we feel cut off from family and friends, and sometimes we even feel cut off from God himself. It is like God has hidden his face from us, and we're trying to make sense of life when we not only can't see God, we don't even feel God, and we don't understand how God could have allowed us to be going through what we're going through at this time. And maybe today you're in one of those uh, dark nights, and you're wondering, does God have anything to say to me? Or maybe you're wondering, where in the world is God? Or maybe you've even started wondering, has God abandoned me? Or does God even exist? Does God even care? What is the deal? What is happening in my life? Well, friend, let me say, first of all, yes, God does exist. Yes, God does care what you're going through. And no, God has not abandoned you. He has promised to never leave us and to never forsake us. If you feel like I have just described, cut off and isolated and lonely, and like heaven itself has become like brass, and you pray and your prayers are doesn't seem like they're getting up uh, past the ceiling, friend, you're just in a dark season right now. And so, what I wanted to do in our time together today is just to make some observations about about the darkness. And again, the thing I want to begin with today is saying that God speaks to people who are doing the best they can during the dark seasons of life. That's what those shepherds were doing out in those fields in Bethlehem by night. They were, they were doing their job. They were tending their sheep. They were fulfilling their responsibilities. They were doing the best they could out there in the dark. And as they were doing that, an angel appeared to them, and an angel spoke to them. And so we have to remember that, that God many times speaks uh, into the darkness. If you think back to the book of Genesis, the very first recorded words of God in all of the Bible. Of course, we're familiar with Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1. I want to read it to you. It says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. 
And the next verse says, The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And so when God made the earth, the earth didn't have, have any... Uh, have any light. It was dark, and it was empty, and it was without form, and it was void. And verse number three says this, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. So I want you to think about something today. The first recorded words of God in the Bible, let there be light, were spoken to the darkness and were spoken into the darkness. God looked at that darkness, and God said, let there be light. Now, the thing that's interesting to me about that is God created light on day one, but he didn't create the sun until day four. Isn't that interesting? We think about the sun as being the source of light. Friend, the sun's not the source of light. God is the source. God doesn't have to have the sun in order for there to be light. You say, well, how did God make light with no sun? Well, I don't know exactly how he did that, but I know this, it says that in heaven there'll be no sun, and we know that heaven is the city of light, and it says the reason there'll be no sun in heaven is because Jesus Christ is the light of that city. And so it may be that Jesus just stepped to the forefront on the first day of creation when God said, let there be light, and the light radiating from Jesus lit up the whole world. Not sure how God did it, but we know that he spoke his first words into the darkness and there was light. And so I say that today to say to you, as you sit in the darkness of your present circumstances, what you need more than anything else is for God to speak. You need a fresh word from God. And what I'm praying today is that this program would be that for you, at least to some extent, uh, that God would speak to you today uh, through his word and through this program. And so what I want to do is to make four statements today about darkness. And these are some things that I have learned in my own life as I have been through uh, some dark seasons. And I pray that they will be a blessing for you today. Four statements about, about darkness. Number one, I would encourage you, never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. I can't remember where I first heard that or read that. It may have been Warren Wearsby, a great New Testament scholar. And I think he, in one of his books, has made that statement, never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. So many times in life when we get into a dark season, we lose our job maybe, maybe we have a health problem, maybe a, a relationship falls apart, maybe there's a financial reversal, maybe friends have turned against us, whatever the circumstances may be, the death of a, of a spouse or of a family member or of a very close friend. And we just feel like, man, now I'm in the dark. I don't, I don't know what to do. Listen, during a time like that, never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. When we're in the darkness, we need to think back to those earlier seasons of life when we have learned so many important truths about God. For example, that he'll never leave us, that he will always meet our needs, that his grace is sufficient to see us through whatever it is that we might be going through in life, that, that God has a plan for us and that that plan will be fulfilled, and that plan will be perfected. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, where God said to his people, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans of good and not evil to give you a future and a hope. They're peaceful plans, 
And so as you think about your own life, just remember that, that God has a plan and God is going to take care of you. Never doubt in the darkness what God has shown you in the light. The second thing I would say to, to those of you today who are in the darkness is simply this. There are some treasures you'll only discover in the dark. There are some treasures, some truths about God that you'll only discover in the dark. Sometimes you'll hear somebody say on a, on a clear night, they look up and they see the, the stars shining and they'll say, man, the stars are out tonight. Well, the truth is the stars were out all day. It's just that you didn't see them until it got dark. And in the darkness of night, you're able to see those stars. Well, what's true in nature is also true in our lives. And that is that God uh, sometimes reveals things to us during those dark seasons that he never would reveal any other way. Think about people all through the Bible. For example, in the Old Testament, Joseph was thrown into prison down in Egypt for a crime he never had committed. And there he languished for an extended period of time in the darkness and dampness and the mustiness of that prison. And yet we know that while he was there, God was with him. And God was growing him up, and God was teaching him things, and God was preparing him to become the prime minister of Egypt. And so Joseph, if he could speak to us today, would say, you know what? I didn't want to be in prison. I didn't want to be going through all that. But I discovered some things about God in the darkness that I never would have discovered had I stayed always just in the light and, and easy and pleasant circumstances. I think about King David. We read about him in the Old Testament and how he was a man after God's own heart. And yet, time and again, we find him on the run for his life. Uh, he's running from people who are trying to kill him. He's hiding out in caves. He spent much time in the darkness, and yet it was there that somehow his faith was fortified and his character was developed, and he grew and he became the person God wanted him to be, and he began to know God not only as his Savior, but as his protector, his, his defender, his uh, vindicator, and his promoter, the one who would always take care of him. And so David would say to us today, hey, I didn't want to be hiding out in caves. I didn't want to be on the run for my life. But during those dark seasons, I learned some things about God that I never would have learned any other way. And then, of course, in the New Testament, I think about the Apostle Paul, the most influential Christian who ever lived. And yet we find him in and out of prison, arrested, imprisoned, beaten, mistreated because of his faithful witness of Jesus Christ. And yet it was in the darkness of those prisons that he discovered some treasures that he never would have learned. Think about this. Had Paul never gone to prison, we wouldn't have, or at least we probably wouldn't have, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, the book of 2 Timothy. Paul wrote all those letters while he was in prison. And he's sharing with us things that he has learned, insights about God. There's some treasures you'll only discover in the dark. And so when you find yourself in a dark season, and I've done this in my life, I say, now God, here I am in the midst of whatever it is I'm going through. So God, I want you and I'm asking you to teach me, reveal yourself to me and help me to see and help me to learn whatever it is that I need to learn at this time. So that's the second truth that's so very important. The third truth that I want to make about darkness is simply this. The dark seasons of our life are just that. They're seasons. 
And seasons don't last forever. Seasons change. Again, this is true in nature. Winter doesn't last forever. It gives way to spring. Spring doesn't last forever. It gives way to summer. Summer doesn't last forever. It gives way to fall. Fall doesn't last forever. It gives way to winter. And there you go around again. Seasons come, but seasons change. And that's true in our lives. No season is forever. And so today, if you're having a a dark time, I want you to see that this is not permanent. This is not eternal. It's not always going to be like that. I read a devotional lately that I thought was so very good that said, your circumstances will eventually change. And I read that in a book by uh, Charles Stanley that was such a blessing on the day that I read that. Your circumstances will eventually change. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, God could change everything about your life. And that is very encouraging, especially when we're going through a hard time. Listen to this verse in the book of Psalms. It's Psalm 30 and verse number 5. It says this, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night. We've all had some nights where we, uh, we wept and we, we wondered and we worried and we couldn't sleep. And yet it says joy comes in the morning. And so just remember today, that season you're in will not last forever. It will eventually change. Now, the fourth and final statement I want to make about the darkness is simply this. Until that season changes, I encourage you to trust God and seek God with all of your heart. You know, a lot of a lot of people when they're in a dark season, they just give up and they quit and they throw in the towel and they walk away and they say, "Man, this was just too much. I can't take this. If God really loved me, he wouldn't have allowed this." Well, that's the wrong response. We have to know that God is sovereign and very much in control and Whatever we're going through, he's allowed into our lives, and he wants to bring good out of it. One day, the season will change, but until that happens, don't rush the season. Don't try to squirm out of where you are. Trust the Lord and seek him with all of your heart. Let me read you a a verse. It's one of my favorite verses in all the Bible about the darkness. It's in the book of Isaiah, and it's in chapter number 50, and it's in verse number 10. And listen to what it says. Who walks in darkness and has no light? It may be that many of you listening today would raise your hand uh, when you heard that question and say, yes, that's me. I'm walking in darkness and I have no light. But listen to what the Bible says. Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. And so today, if you're in darkness, I would encourage you to trust God, rely upon him, keep moving forward, seek him, intensify your praying, maybe contemplate fasting. I know that at the time that I'm recording this broadcast, our church here in Pasadena is going through a three-day media fast. We're not watching television. We're not on the computer, unless it's for work reasons or to connect with our families. We're not talking on the phone. We're just trying to get silent before the Lord and to listen and to hear what he might say. And as, again, as I'm recording this program, it's day two of our, uh, of our fast. And I'll have to just say this. I have been able in the first day and a half to hear God more clearly. I've been writing out little things in my prayer journal that I feel like God has, God has placed on my heart. And so there's something about getting away from uh, social media and getting away from, 
from sports on TV and the news and all the political stuff going on, and just to silence ourselves, maybe, you know, certainly listening to Christian music or even Christian radio, I, I think that's fine. I, I'm certainly glad you're listening today. We wouldn't have any uh, any audience. But I'm saying just to try to to get away from from the noise that makes it very difficult for us to hear God. So I would encourage you, whether you fast or however you do it, make a concerted effort to trust God and to seek God in a new and in a fresh way. I had a very interesting experience just a few days ago. I was home on a Saturday morning having breakfast, and my phone rang. And I noticed the name of the person who was calling. His name is Dick DeMerchant. He works on the church staff at First Baptist Church in Lenore City, Tennessee, which is the church where I grew up. It's the church where my father pastored back in the 1970s. And we have many, many friends in that congregation. And And uh, Dick DeMerchant has been on the staff there for, it has to be over 40 years now, and just a faithful, faithful servant of God. But he called me and said, John, I hadn't talked to you in a while. I just want to see how you're doing, how the family's doing, how the church is doing. And so I was kind of bringing him up to date. And then he brought me up to date on his family, how they were all doing and how things are in Tennessee. And he said, John, I'm not going to keep you long today. He said, I just wanted to share with you a, uh, a nugget of truth, something that I heard recently. He said, it's not original with me. He said, I heard it from somebody else. He said, but it has really changed my life. And I said, uh, well, I'd like to hear what that is. He said, well, let me tell you. He said, you know, as we go through life, God gives us resources, He gives us things we need to survive in life. He gives us jobs. He gives us money, financial provision. He gives us family and friends. He gives us a church home. He gives us our health. He gives us a house to live in and a car to drive. Everything we have, all these resources are from God. He said, John, here's what I read the other day that was so very good. He said, if we're not careful as we live out our lives, we can begin to trust the resources that God has given us instead of trusting God himself, who is the source of all the resources. He said, as we go through life, what we find is our resources are always changing. Jobs change, relationships change, people move away, people die. Sometimes our health changes Our financial situation can change. Everything in life can change. And he said, if we have placed our focus and if we have placed our trust in our own resources, when those resources begin to change, we panic. When those resources begin to change, we don't know what to do. He said, the problem again is we're trusting the resources instead of trusting the source. He told me that on a Saturday morning before I was going to be sharing with our church here in Pasadena, Texas, about about trusting God in the dark seasons of life. And I shared that with them on that particular morning. And it seemed to be very encouraging to those who were in attendance that day. And so today, I encourage you, yes, be thankful for your resources, be thankful for your blessings, but don't trust those things. Trust the source. Trust God. Remember what I said at the beginning. God made light before he made the sun. God is not dependent upon the sun for there to be light. God is his own light. And yes, God has given you a job and God has given you certain things. But if those things should be taken away from you, that doesn't mean that God has changed. That just means the resources, the channel of blessing has changed. But the source of the blessing 
remains the same. Put your focus on God. Don't focus so much about on what you've lost or what you're experiencing that's hard. Put your focus on God who is with you and who is unchanging. And so I believe if you'll do that, you'll be able to make it not only through the darkness, but eventually out of the darkness. I think what causes darkness is when we, we've lost something. Well, focus on God. You haven't lost Him. And I would say to you today, if you do not have the full assurance that Jesus Christ is living in your heart, why don't you just today pray and ask Him to forgive you of your sins and to save you. Just pray this prayer right now. Say, Lord Jesus, I want to be saved. I need to be saved. I ask you now to come into my heart. Forgive my sins and make me a Christian. I ask you to save me, and I trust you to do it. In your name I pray. Amen. And friend, if you prayed that prayer, you have just received Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And in time, he's going to begin to brighten up those areas in your life that are dark. He's going to begin to make things clearer to you. He's going to show you the next step that you should take. I would encourage you to get in a good church and begin to read the Bible every day. Grow in your faith. Visit our website at peacebybelieving.org. That's peacebybelieving.org. We have sermon podcasts. We have booklets you can read. And contact us. Let us know where you're listening from and how we can pray for you. Thanks again and have a great day.